Hi, welcome to Dassault Systems Podcast 3D Design and Engineering. Today's episode is being recorded at the 2019 Autonomous Vehicle Technology Expo in Novi, Michigan, just northwest of Detroit. I'm your host, Matthew Hall, and joining us today is my colleague, Rick Sturgeon. Rick is a Dassault Systems Senior Director focusing on the transportation and mobility industry. Hi, Rick. Uh, hi, how are you today? Great. Thanks for joining us. Rick, for our listeners, tell us a bit about yourself and of your rich history in the transportation and mobility industry. Well, thank you. Well, I've been with Dassault almost four years, and when they say transportation and mobility, think automotive, trucks, trains. And uh, But prior to coming, I ran global engineering operations at Johnson Controls, which at the time was the largest uh, automotive supplier in North America. So I have a tie to the uh, automotive industry, and uh, in the job I have today, it's wonderful because I get to talk to all the OEMs, many of them my friends that are running a lot of the engineering at the companies, and uh, understanding their needs and hopefully having them understand how our products can help them. Great. Thanks for that overview. Rick, from where you sit and given your experience over time, what are some of the latest advancements and trends that today's autonomous vehicle designers should be paying attention to? Well, if the way we've been designing vehicles for the last probably three generations, it was invented by the ancients. You know, meaning, uh, you know, the Mr. Toyota and uh, Henry Ford. And if you think about it, they started out with drafting boards and test uh, facilities and they really created the process we use today uh, and we've just really been automating that process we've made we've taken the drafting board away and we've done CAD but it's really uh, the same process and uh, now the tools have become so advanced whether it's big data or the cloud or just the huge computing power to simulate and uh, that in some cases is helping but it's somewhat disruptive to the old process so every OEM every supplier really needs to step back and see now we have probably these five new capabilities how would we do work different and we're seeing that in some places where in effect they're uh, in some cases going to an agile or more uh, of an approach that software people use because you can get immediate simulation and feedback. But it's a trend. Uh, I would say we're at the uh, the very beginning of the trend. We found the railroad track, but we are not on it yet. Okay. All right. Another question I have for you is: What do you see as the highest priority challenge or challenges in this very dynamic transportation and mobility industry that needs to be resolved in order to move forward to the next stage of autonomous vehicles? Well, clearly, autonomous vehicles. It's a dream, it's driven a huge amount of capital investment and, and it has had a lot of hype and there's some successes. We certainly are working with some of those successes. But uh, on the other side, at this point, it seems to be the reality check is coming into play. And uh, I actually uh, am hoping and I'm starting to see the sign of it that for advanced ADAS, which ultimately is autonomous driving, we refocus ourselves and the move to electric vehicles uh, we're right in the middle of that uh, we're the dominant player in those markets and uh, we continue to grow there and I, I think it's the place where people are spending their money their reorganization they're spinning things off so that they can better focus and it's a really exciting time 
So my next question is, when taking on these trends and challenges, who do you think is doing it best and advancing fastest? The well-established OEMs with their history and experience? Or do you see the new startup innovators leading this? Or a mix of both? Well, clearly, and I came from a very large established automotive company, in some ways, the way you gain control of a situation is you stabilize it, you continue to do it over and over, and that generally increases quality. The downside to that is, is in some respects, it stifles innovation. And there's a hundred ways that the big companies have tried to deal with that, whether it be investment, whether it be set-aside group. However, the move initially out in California, maybe Google was the first, I don't know, were engaged there. Uh, started to drive the concept of autonomous driving as the capabilities have come forward. And of course, Sergio from uh, Chrysler, I heard him speak on why they weren't going more with autonomous driving at a global leadership conference. And they had one of the investment guys on the stage with him, as well as the CEO of AutoLeave. And the investment guy said, Sergio, why aren't you investing more in autonomous driving and driving this? He said, because you won't give me the capital to do it. <laughs> you want to see my stock price numbers and whatever, yet you give on a faith and a handshake all this money to these uh, small innovators, and you won't give that to me. <laughs> and of course, you know, the investment guy just looked at him, and I don't know what he was thinking, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> and so if you think about it, often, you know, with some exceptions, you need a lot of capital to try things, to invest things, to do new things with the hope of you know recovering that in a different manner than you do from a uh, more mature company. Mm -hmm. Now that said, this has gone far enough now that the mature companies a couple, two, three years ago have taken notice. First they didn't believe, um, they said it'll never happen, whether it's electric or autonomous, and now every one of them is rebuilding their company, certainly around electric, and many of them heavily going into autonomous as well as changing their business models to handle more of a service or, you know, really just the whole industry is changing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, so, so they are paying attention. And I don't know that this is true, but conceptually, you know, generally it's true. One of my friends said, one of our guys, that Mike Lalonde, who just retired, he'd been head of systems at GM, he said every one of the OEMs has more automation, EV, you know, autonomous engineers than everybody in Silicon Valley mm -hmm. sitting here in Detroit. And they also have big centers now, uh, I think Ford has four, six hundred people as an example, sitting in uh, San Jose or somewhere near there. And so they've paid attention, they're adjusting their businesses, and the, you know, globally, it's very similar. The new technology is being pulled into the old. I don't want to pick winners and losers because I think they're all playing the game and the market will figure that out, but uh, it's wonderful to see and we're in the middle of it. One last question I have for you, Rick, is when it comes to software validation, especially with future autonomous vehicles in mind, how are companies verifying vehicle software systems? My background, actually, I mean, with Johnson Controls, I had a large portion of the engineering, the simulation, 150 simulation, and all the testing, maybe a thousand people, for a third of the seats in the world, we had the crash certify them. And so, I really am looking at this from the end of the line. The lawyers that used to go to court also work for me. First of all, I'm on the SAE committee, just I'm more of a watcher than a driver right now, that's supposed to come up with the standards for validating um, automated vehicles. It's in the very early stages. Uh, I also, on more of the design side, you know, I 
took about an eight-month set of courses at MIT once we bought No Magic, so that I would understand about model-based systems engineering, which is clearly a big factor here in sort of taking the requirements and turn them more into live uh, specifications. And I tell you, there's a ton of companies, ideas. How do we simulate the machine learning concept people believe in it? Others think, how could it ever look at all the scenarios? But there's a lot going on. You all know that. Uh, we, however, made an acquisition of a product called Stimulus, which uh, really uses uh, constraint-based mathematics to actually take requirements and model them, but also optimize them, and then later on test the software against them. You don't need to use use cases. I've presented that several times, and uh, it's something new. It doesn't solve the whole problem, but it really has a big effect in the market. We've done some partnerships, as you probably know, with Cognata, which is a very nice set of products, and we probably need to do more, but everybody needs to do more. This is a space where the problem's not solved, but in the end, we have to have what's today, I think, in most of these tools, low fidelity, simulation that means for me it's like a game and when you run it in the test center it's not going to match which is a huge problem you need to continue to focus on high fidelity simulation of autonomous vehicles which in essence means you can simulate it and when you run it in the test it'll be close but if it's not close you'll be able to see where the simulation failed and you can correlate the simulation a little better. That's the only way you'll ever pass these tests to the point where when you go to court you can show you did your part and we're in the middle of it and it's exciting. Well, thank you for joining me today, Rick, to talk about what's going on in the TNM industry and for giving us a taste of what is to come hopefully soon. Thank you. It's uh, always fun to talk about these things. To find out more how Dassault Systems is helping advance the transportation mobility design process for autonomous vehicles of the future, please visit go.3ds.com tm. Please enjoy listening to the other podcasts in our ongoing series of the future of design for autonomous vehicles in the transportation mobility industry. Finally, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast series and listen to the other entries available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and all other major podcast channels. I'm Matthew Hall. Make it a great day. Will we have flying cars sometime soon? Yeah, we will. <laughs> Hopefully.